0: Welcome to a special bonus episode of What's Up Broadway, a live recording of a talkback between host Ayanna Prescott and Nollywood Dreams playwright, Jocelyn Bio. This talkback occurred on November 4th, 2021 at the amazing MCC Theatre. For tickets and more information, please visit mcctheater.org. We pick up this conversation as Ayanna and Jocelyn discuss the long road that had to be traveled to finally bring Nollywood Dreams to the stage.
2: So I originally wrote the play um, in October of 2013. Wow. Um, and what is it? October of 2021. 20, November. 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 Uh, November. Yeah. Is it November now? It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's November of 2021. So it's been um, that long of a time, um, almost nine years. Um, I The play's had nine readings at. A myriad of different organizations and institutions here in New York and I had one workshop production of it in 2017 um, and it just I don't know could never find a home and I mean I, I have a lot of I, sometimes I was told very clearly oh well, you know the trailer's gonna be too hard to make so that's why you know we're not gonna produce it or you know someone said well you're kind of ignoring all of the like you know war and like not even war, a government turmoil that was happening in Nigeria in the 90s, and it's weird, you know, that you're ignoring that. Um, or somebody just said very expressly, like, um, everything I read about Nigeria is about Boko Haram and, you know, um, poverty and whatever, and everybody in your play is so happy, and I don't understand how that, those two things can exist. That somebody said that expressly to my face. I wish Sahim was here, the director, <laughs> Because he was in that meeting, and I just saw his eyes go like, "Oh my God, please, Johnson, don't!" Because <laughs> um, it was really like a moment where I like yeah. was actually so shocked at um, someone being that brazen and brazenly brazenly ignorant to me, mm-hmm. um, and using that as a reason, as to, like my characters being happy, mm-hmm. is a reason why they cannot produce the play. So. Um, It took a while. And because um, um, by the time we got to like 2016, which at that point had been like three, you know, close to four years where I had been trying to produce the play and it hadn't happened. I got very frustrated and just kind of put it away Mm -hmm. and then decided to write another um, play that I had an idea for. And that play was Schoolgirls. Wow. Um, So I only wrote Schoolgirls because (laughs) Nollywood Dreams was not getting produced. And, then that play ended up being a life changer for me.
1: Yeah, Schoolgirls, fantastic. Has anyone seen Schoolgirls? <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> good, 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 good. Um, let's talk about Saheem and how he brings out your vision. Um, I think you guys are the dream team, um, playwright and director. Um, how is it working with him and how does he see your vision on stage, like how, how is that connection with him?
2: I think what's great about um, Sahim and I and why I think we work so well together is that he um, sees the vision too. You know, Mm -hmm. he understands it too. You know, when I first sent him this play, um, I sent it to him blind. I didn't, you know, I didn't know him personally. Um, I was a fan of his work from grad school. We were, we overlapped a couple of years at Columbia. but I I sent it to him and he wrote me back and was like, I I love this and I get it. Like he got it right away. And when you, um, as a writer who kind of, I've talked a little bit about like the journey of meeting people who, you know, maybe don't always get it Mm -hmm. to meet somebody who does, um, it just, it feels like, I don't know, like meeting your soulmate or something. And um, that has been really, a really beautiful and wonderful journey. So um, he's, you know, rode this wave with me um, through all the years with Nollywood. Um, and then we kept uh, working together on a myriad of other things. We have a musical um, together. And then most recently this summer, we worked, we collaborated on uh, *Mary Wives at, um, at Shakespeare in the Park. So he just, he, we get each other. It's a very, I don't know, soulmate, symbiotic, I don't know, something, something. Something's there. Something's <laughs> happening there. Um, and, and I, I appreciate that about him. I can pitch him a joke, you know, and I know it's good when he laughs, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I know it's not good when he's like, um, and I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So, you know, let me work, let me work on it, you know? We just get it. And I, I'm just very grateful um, that I met somebody like him. I think we're both, we, we mean a lot to each other.
1: That is fantastic. Um, the Nollywood business, is like exploding. It's exploding here. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, it's probably been exploding in Nigeria and uh, countries across Africa, but now it's exploding here in the United States. How do you see yourself capitalizing on that success and how does theater open the doors for more experiences of Nollywood beyond film?
2: Wow, well, I mean, first of all, I'm just thrilled that even people know, at least more people know what Nollywood is. Like Mm -hmm. the difference between, you know, Nollywood dreams when I was trying to peddle it in 2013, 2014 Mm -hmm. to now is, you know, huge. You know, back then, um, you know, from a time where uh, uh, I sent the play to someone and they thought I had just misspelled, you know. Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood. (laughs) I was like, nah, I think I would have caught that. Um, you know, uh, to now where you can literally just type in Nollywood mm-hmm. on Netflix and literally almost 200 different titles will come up. Um, so it's pretty shocking that that has happened, you know, um, in the time that I've been trying to develop, you know, this play. It certainly made it easier for me, so That <laughs> um um, I think it's great in that, like, you know, in the way that, um, you know, film and TV have really expanded over over the years, too, with streaming and with all of that. Um, I think I'm hoping that um, theater is doing that in the same way and that we're like expanding and growing and understanding the kind of different facets of, you know, just even African life and African stories, mm-hmm. you know, that it can't doesn't need to be one singular narrative. Um, and I think that's that's where Nollywood Dreams kind of fits really nicely in in the mix where maybe somebody might know a little bit about West African history because of, I don't know, some other play that they saw, Eclipsed or something, mm-hmm. you know? And now because of that, you know, way in, they now feel like, okay, well, I understand and know a little bit about, even though that's a different country, I now know a little bit about what's happening at least within West Africa. And now Nollywood can kind of op- continue to open up that portal for them. So. Um, I'm kind of grateful, you know, that, that it's more known now. And I think the, the mediums are gonna start to mix. I mean, we certainly saw that in the last you know, year mm-hmm. and a half, you know, when we had to all kind of go inside, the way we were able to experience theater mm-hmm. was by watching it, you know, via stream. So um, I'm hopeful that the, the marriage will continue to grow in some way.
1: One of my favorite things about this play and about most of your plays, honestly, is the context of black beauty, specifically dark skinned black beauty. Um, can you talk about why it's so important for you to incorporate that in your plays?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I say I probably explored that the, mo- the most clearly and the most um, intimately in *Schoolgirls*. Um, and for those that don't know, it's a, it's a play that's set in the 1980s. Um, in a West African, in a Ghanaian boarding school. And it's about a bunch of girls who kind of are coming to grips with uh, owning their own beauty. And particularly one who um, is trying to be in the Miss Ghana pageant and is struggling with her, you know, um, being dark skin and, and trying to find her beauty in, in her dark skin. And that's a journey I know very well. I think, I, I always say it took me an, embarrassing amount of time to really just own, you know, my beauty as a dark-skinned woman and um be able to actually affiliate those two words in the same sentence. Mm-hmm. Um and and I was really embarrassed about that and and didn't want to share um that, but I think it's important because um If I could, you know, cut the time in half, you know, for somebody else um, who is struggling in the same way that I was, um, I hopefully can help them unlock other parts and facets of themselves that they didn't even know, you know? Had I not been struggling with that for so long, um, I don't know if I would have, you know, been a a writer, you know what I mean? I don't know, like, I I don't know. Maybe I would have been writing the things that I, am I'm writing now sooner, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, but I didn't, I didn't feel it because I was worried about something else. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't feel it. I couldn't see it. Um, And so, yeah, now that I don't, I I, I understand and and worked through all of those things. um, It's so important to me to just center, center that. And it's not about shunning. It's not about alienating or pushing or saying that this other thing is ugly, only this thing is beautiful. We all, we all are, mm-hmm. um, but there's so much of, um, there's so much in the media only leaning on one kind of, be- particularly with black women, one kind of beauty, one kind of blackness that mm-hmm. um, is most acceptable. And so if I can, in my own little you know corner, do it in my work, then, um, I'm thrilled to be able to do that. And I'm very happy that I've been able to do that.
1: Amazing. Thank you. Yes, Mm -hmm. clap for that. (sighs) Let's talk about this may be hard, but favorite character. My favorite character in this play is Adenike. Okay. (laughs) I mean, she's like talk show queen. Also (laughs) reminded me of like the nineties talk shows. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Oprah, old Oprah, Mm -hmm. uh, Ricky Lake, Jenny Jones, all of that. Um, who was your favorite character to write? Oh, uh, that's a terrible question. <laughs> um,
2: you know, I, I think, and I, I feel like this was my same answer, too, even when people would ask me this in School Girls, which I also felt like was an impossible question. But I feel the person whose story um, grips me the most is Fayolas. Mm. Um, and maybe because she's the one who has like a huge, you know, really huge arc in, in the play. Um, she's somebody who really understands the business, understands what it's like, has worked hard, has achieved all the things, um, and did quote unquote everything right, you know, and still is finding herself, trying to prove herself in, in, in the business. Um, and all of that, you know, all of that stems from a decision she made out of love. Mm. You know, um, and so there's something really, you know, wonderfully tragically human um about, you know, her her story and her journey. Um, and she doesn't even quite get to the finish line, you know. Um, she still winds up in the movie as you saw, but you know, <laughs> just not in the part, you know, that she wanted to. So I I I discovered a lot, um, when I was writing um the play uh, through her. So maybe she's like the one I connect with the most, but I mean, they really are all my favorite. I mean, I love Adenike, I love Oprah. I love, I love <laughs> uh, the talk show in the play. Like I love that. I love being able to like put those kind of pop culture things that I really love mm-hmm. and appreciate. Um, and that I think add universality to the play. So I don't know, I love them all.
1: <laughs> she loves them all. <laughs> um, final question. After seeing this show, I went down a rabbit hole okay. of like Nollywood films. Um, I could not stop. What are like, what's our entryway after Nollywood? Cause I feel like there are gonna be other people who go down a rabbit hole on Netflix or any other streaming service. Mm-hmm. What are like the top three that we need to like watch or get into? Oh my God. <laughs> I love her <that> impossible question. <laughs> ah!
2: Um, so many. Well, that's okay. What I love about Nollywood and what people maybe don't know is that, uh, the Nollywood film industry is the second highest producing film industry in the world. Mm. Um, Bollywood is the first. I believe, uh, Hollywood is third. It might be even fourth now. Um, I can't remember who's third. But Hollywood ain't the first, you nope. know? <laughs> so um, I feel like that's important to note that like the volume of films um, that are produced, you know, regard quality? <laughs> you know, But the volume <laughs> volume is there. Um, and now, um, it's, it's certainly now, technology has really improved a lot of things, and so you, the, the quality I, I found. Is um a lot better than the kind of slapdash um way it was in the early '90s, which is what this play is kind of speaking to. But all right, preamble to answer your question. Okay, <laughs> all right. There's a movie I actually really love, and there's several sequels. But the movie I really love um called Beyonce: The President's Daughter. <laughs> and it's not just because Beyonce's in the title. I'm a huge <laughs> Beyonce fan, but it's not just because of that. Um, but I really do. Love that movie. It's so wonderfully good and bad at the same time. <laughs> um, and it's kind of was like, I would say the, you know, what I was pulling from in creating what the comfort zone, mm-hmm. you know, would be, cause it's a love triangle. Um, which almost all of all of them are love, every single <laughs> one of them are love triangles. Like, it's like soap operas, like they all are the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, just with different whatever, like it's similar in, in Nollywood films. Okay, there's another movie I really like that's on Netflix. It's a newer a slightly newer one called um, Lionheart. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one's great to watch because it stars the, essentially the Nollywood Julia Roberts, her name's Genevieve Nanji. Um, Wildly famous, and probably nobody in this room's ever heard of her, um, but she um, uh, co-wrote this movie, starred in this movie, directed this movie, produced the movie, um, and it was supposed to be um, like lauded as like the first Nigerian film that would like maybe be nominated for a, um, international film for an Oscar. I forget what the
1: wow. current mm-hmm. you know,
2: and they shot it down because it had too much English in it, which was wow. wild. Um, but English is the national language for Nigeria. So I don't, you know, there's over 30 languages in that country. So it couldn't be in, it has to be in English. Cause anyway, <laughs> um, and then a third that I really love that I think is very fun, um, even though the opening sequence is way too long is a movie called The Wedding Party. Um, <laughs> It is full silliness, but I love it. And um yeah, those are my three recommendations. <laughs> Did you write that down? <laughs> Hopefully.
1: Well, I'm Ayana with What's Up Broadway, found on the Broadway Podcast Network, and again, let's give it up for Jocelyn B.O. Thank you. And now we're doing Thank you everyone. Thank you, thank you. Thank you.